The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you I'm offering a free weight loss virtual Bible study. Now is the perfect time to focus on understanding true hunger and fullness and learn what the Bible has to say about it. All you have to do is go to ChantelRayWay.com slash Bible study. After you sign up, you'll receive a six week Bible study video that you can watch on your own or you can get a small group of people and do it together. That's ChantelRayWay.com slash Bible study for your free six week Bible study course. One of the things I've realized is that there's so many chemicals in laundry detergent and the soaps out there. So I either make it myself, it's actually pretty easy, or I use my green fills. If you go to chantelrayway.com slash soap, I'll give you my free recipe for laundry soap. Or if you just feel like buying one that's really clean and not filled with tons of chemicals, you can get it there, chantelrayway.com slash soap. Hey guys, I'm on my way home from being on national TV talking about intermittent fasting and I'm answering the question, does intermittent fasting help you lose weight? Maybe you guys have tried intermittent fasting and lost some weight, but now you might just be stuck in a rut where you're not losing as much as you want. Well, I've interviewed over a thousand thin eaters and I've learned that intermittent fasting is just one of the tools they use, but there's so many more. There's nine other principles that they use to stay thin. To get out of your rut, click here to watch this free video. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Kieran Dunstan. And she is an OBGYN and she has now turned her practice into more of a functional medicine doctor. And so today we are talking about what's stopping you from losing weight and having more energy. So welcome, Kieran. Tell people a little bit about your transition of how you went from, you know, delivering babies and doing pap smears to now kind of transitioning you're still board certified, but how did that come about? So it came about, um, Chantel, because I was a successful OBGYN. I delivered thousands of babies. I did hysterectomies and pap smears, and I loved what I did. But uh, although from the outside, I looked like I had it all because I was a successful physician with a large practice and a home in a gated community and went on fancy vacations, inside I was really dying. Uh, anyone could see that I weighed over 240 pounds, so I was obese. But inside, my internal experience was that I had no energy. I basically worked and slept. I had pain throughout my body, something called fibromyalgia on a regular basis with no known cause. So I had chronic fatigue as well. I had depression, anxiety, my hair was falling out, and I had no sex drive. And Although I was living, I was just surviving. I was breathing and taking up space on the planet, but I wasn't really living. And here I'm supposed to know more about women's health than anyone else in the country because I'm board certified OBGYN, but I can't figure out what's wrong with me or how to fix it. And I'm also noticing in my patients that they never really get well and become optimally healthy. They just are in varying degrees of illness. You know, if they have 
a menstrual problem, I might put them on a birth control pill because that's what my board certification taught me to do. And if that didn't work, we try another. Then we progress to laparoscopy and looking inside. And eventually they end up getting an ovary out and eventually with a hysterectomy, but their overall health never improved. And I started saying to myself and my colleagues, like, what are we missing? Because I don't know about you, but my patients are not having the kind of vitality that I hoped for my patients when I went into this field. And I certainly don't have that. And then one day, actually, it was a patient who introduced me to functional medicine. She had been struggling with all the typical midlife female complaints, you know, heavy, irregular, painful periods, no sex drive, can't sleep, tired, weight gain, depression, anxiety, hair loss, skin sagging and wrinkling, all these problems that we all suffer with. And I had given her the standard treatments, which is, you know, you might leave your doctor's office with a prescription for birth control pills, antidepressants, sleep medication, right? So that's kind of the standard fistful of medications. And she went away and she came back the next year. And I knew the minute I saw her down at the end of the hall that she was a new woman. And so I said, what, what have you done? She said, well, I went and worked with this doctor who practices something called functional medicine. So I said, I have to know everything about this. And so when I started discovering what it was, it harkened back to the science I had learned in medical school about how the body functions that I was told in residency, never mind that, just do what we do because this is how we do it. Give birth control pills, do surgery. Those are the protocols. Well, I rekindled my love of the basic biochemistry and the systems of how the body works. And I learned about things like salivary cortisol testing, which I had never seen in clinical practice and did it on myself. And oh, well, maybe I'm tired because I have flatline cortisol. And I did salivary sex hormone testing. And oh, even though I had tried many different manipulations that weren't addressing the root cause, I was progesterone deficient. And when I did the right test and look at my, looked at my thyroid with the right test and read them the right way, looking for optimal function, not just disease, even though I had checked it 10 times before and it was quote unquote normal, I actually had low functioning thyroid. And so I started going to conferences and reading and learning and eventually joined a fellowship program to become fellowship trained in anti-aging metabolic and functional medicine. I would learn about new tests. I would do them on myself and I would diagnose myself. I actually started working with a naturopath initially. Um, and then I would do functional stool testing, food sensitivity testing heavy metal testing, things like this, and I would address it. And so slowly but surely, weight started coming off, my energy started coming back, and after two years on this journey, I had lost over 100 pounds, regained my energy, better than energy than when I was 20. I looked and felt 20 years younger, all prescription medications gone, and I just really got my lease back on life. And so my patients who are middle-aged women having the same problem say, what are you doing? We want that. So I started doing it with them. And that my journey started 2008. I started doing it with them 2009, 2010. By 2011, I was telling all my regular GYN patients where they would come to me with the same problems. Well, my board certification says I need to give you this birth control pill or do this surgery, but you don't want that. 
you want to come see me in my functional medicine days and we'll, we'll check your hormone levels and we'll get at the root causes of why you're sick and we'll treat it naturally so that you can get better globally and have the vitality that you deserve. So that's how my journey started uh, with myself and with my patients. Mm. Love it. Well, I've got a couple of questions that are perfect for you specifically that I've kind of saved up. And this question is from Sally in Alpharetta, Georgia. She says, why do I get massive headaches at the beginning of my period and right when it ends? I know that changing levels of estrogen and progesterone can trigger headaches, but I don't want to take Midol or Advil, but these headaches are debilitating. But is it that I have too much estrogen or is it too much progesterone? Should I take progesterone cream or take an estrogen pill or how do I fix this how do I fix this naturally? And do you know any functional medicine doctors that are also OBGYNs? All of the ones I have seen want to put me on birth control, but I want to be all natural. I'm not taking birth control pills. Sally in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's a great question, Sally. And what, what you need to know is that Almost every symptom in the body is due to many factors, usually not just one. So having said that, hormonal changes can trigger changes in the body. And since you describe it as being at the, I think, beginning and end of the period, then I definitely think that there are some hormonal shifts that are contributing to these headaches. I agree with you that birth control pills, they're not going to fix the problem. They just shut down your own sex hormone factory and put you really in an artificial state and the hormones in the pill don't replace what you're missing. So you're almost like you're in a menopausal state. But most likely, she didn't say how old she is, did she? Mm -mm. Okay. So, but generally you have hormonal shifts that occur throughout your cycle. When you're on your menstrual period, your levels of estrogen and progesterone are usually at their lowest. And then as you go further away from your period, first the estrogen starts increasing. And then in the second half after ovulation, both estrogen and progesterone are coming up. And then what happens to start your menstrual period is that there's a cutoff of the progesterone and the estrogen. They both fall dramatically. Your period starts, the flow starts. And then at the end of your period is when your estrogen starts coming back up and your brain can respond to both increases in these hormones as well as decreases. The more quickly the increases and decreases happen can precipitate uh, migraine headaches, for instance. But what I would imagine is happening is that your brain is reacting. You might even have a histamine problem. I just did a podcast episode on my, my podcast, um, Her Brilliant Health Revolution, about histamine and hormones. Because sometimes people think they have a hormone problem, but they actually have a histamine problem. And I'm actually wondering if that might be the case for you. But the first thing I'll say is that at the beginning of your period, your estrogen is dropping sharply. And that is often a precipitator of migraine hormones for a lot of women. And this is why what they call menstrual migraines are not uncommon. They're, they're fairly common. But if your brain is reacting to the estrogen 
it may be that when your period, your cycle is over your flow and your estrogen is starting to come back up, that your brain is reacting to that too. So in both cases, it has to do with estrogen. And the reason why I mentioned the histamine is because estrogen and histamine are intimately connected. And if you have too high levels of estrogen or your, your histamine is overly sensitive to estrogen, that could be what's going on at the beginning and the end. But the first thing I would say is most women suffer with a relative deficiency of progesterone relative to their estrogen. And estrogen is the PMS, migraine, weight gain, water retention, depression, anxiety hormone, and progesterone is the antidote for that. So what most women need to do if they're having this type of imbalance, whether they're in their 20s or 30s, they might have some type of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome picture, or once you hit 35, 40, you're in that perimenopausal, right, around the menopause stage. And what's happening is your estrogen's going up, your progesterone is coming down. So whichever you're in, you want to increase the quality of your ovulation to improve your progesterone levels. And that can be done naturally. Uh, there's an herb uh, called Vitex or chaste tree. That's a supplement that you could try. Um, if that doesn't work, there actually are, you can buy over-the-counter progesterone supplements that have naturally extracted progesterone from things like yams that you can apply usually in the second half of your cycle after ovulation um, until the menstrual cycle. And that can balance that out. And sometimes fixing one part of the menstrual cycle carries over into the other. The other thing I would say is, the majority of women, like I said, their estrogen is too much. And this, I, I sometimes think we- So you're saying, it. hold on, I want to yeah. clarify. So you're sure, saying sure. She, she didn't, and which is nice. If you, if when you're asking these questions, if you put what age you are or give a few more details, it does help. So you're saying if she's younger, let's say that she's, because it says she wants, the doctors all want to put her on birth control. So let's right. pretend that she's 30. If yeah. she's 30, then what is the protocol that you suggest for her? And then let's pretend she's 45 or okay. 40. What would her protocol be? So at, at 30, you should have great ovarian reserve, meaning good number of eggs, good quality of eggs, and they should be able to make a healthy amount of progesterone. So sometimes what you need to do is to jumpstart them. And there's an herb called Vitex that is great for that to help jumpstart. And how do you spell that? V-I-T-E-X, Vitex, or Chaste Tree, C-H-A-S-T-E, Tree. So those are very helpful. Now, having said that, if that's the case, you also may have very high progesterone. And I'm a real proponent of test, don't guess. So if you were to come to me, I would check your hormone levels in saliva, not blood. That's really the appropriate way to check them because these sex hormones are made from cholesterol, which you know comes from fat. And so if these hormones are fat, they're like oil, and you try to check them in your blood, which is water, you know that oil and water don't mix. So it's very difficult to get a true reading. Your body carries these hormones around on proteins. And so you can't really get a good measure of what's biologically active sex hormone. So you need to check saliva or sometimes we check urine metabolites. But so having said that, you want to get your progesterone higher, but you also want to 
get your estrogen down. And I'm very suspect that you have a higher estrogen because of the symptoms you're having and because it's really epidemic in our country. So what are the things you do to get your estrogen down? Number one is you've got to be disposing of the estrogen that you make every day on a daily basis. Well, how do you dispose of it? In your poop. So constipation is also rampant um, in our country and that causes high estrogen. So you've got to be what I call taking out the trash every day um, and getting rid of the excess estrogen that you don't need. And that comes through your liver. Your liver is your main sanitation department for these hormones, particularly estrogen. And so eating foods that stimulate your liver enzymes to process this estrogen, like artichokes and dandelion, you more want to take that in a supplement. It's probably not something you're going to sit down at the table and eat a plate full of dandelions. But all your cruciferous vegetables, for instance, rev up those hormones. All vegetables really have a part in that. They have all those phytonutrients. So helping your body to detoxify excess estrogen would be uh, what I would recommend for someone who's 30 and bump up your progesterone, usually with natural treatments like Vitex. Now, if we go to someone who's 45, it's a different situation because most likely your ovarian reserve is decreasing, meaning the number and quality of your eggs that are left is Poor. Uh, and this means you're going to have a less quality ovulation and less progesterone. Progesterone is the menstrual timekeeper. And like I said, it's the antidote to your estrogen. You've got to have balance between the two to not have adverse symptoms. So for someone who's 45, Vitex is probably not going to be as helpful because it's just signaling your body to have a better quality ovulation. But if your eggs are poor quality, there's really not much you can do past a certain point. So someone who's 45 more likely needs to use an over-the-counter progesterone preparation or a biologically identical prescription. That's what I use with my clients. I might use a slow-release capsule that I would have the compounding pharmacy make, or I would have them use a topical cream. And that exogenous from the outside progesterone hormone is what's needed to balance that out. You also still need to detoxify the estrogen. Um, and then, like I said, um, looking at histamine, if those things don't work, is something that's important because if you're oversensitive or have an overabundance of histamine, that can exacerbate these symptoms. And so looking at that, if these first line treatments didn't work would be something that I would do. Got it. Yeah. So do you recommend, cause I've always heard that progesterone cream, normally you would take it like, isn't it like day 15 or something like that? Right. So definitely in someone who wants to maintain their fertility and they may want to have kids, you don't want to give the progesterone. And generally it's only needed after ovulation, which typically occurs day 12 to 14. So you would start at day 15. So you're not going to interrupt the menstrual cycle. So your brain is still going to send the signals. You're going to have ovulation. However, as you get older, 45, 48, closer to menopause, the levels of progesterone can be so low and women can start having symptoms way earlier in the cycle. Like I have some clients who will start having it cycle day eight. 
and they're not really worried about getting pregnant or having um, a a fertility. So they actually will start using their progesterone before ovulation. Um, and so it's a very customized approach. Like I said, I, I test, I don't guess, I look and see where the levels are, what do we need to do? And then it's very individualized, what, what are your desires? But if someone is wanting to have children in the future, t- giving progesterone as early as cycle day eight doesn't change the quality of the eggs you have. But it just confuses the picture because it, and confuses your body because then it's getting this signal, oh, there's a high progesterone. Maybe I already ovulated, but I didn't ovulate. And so it just can confuse your body. So I really try not to do it unless it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary, but it doesn't do any irreparable harm to your body. You get rid of it and your own ovaries kick right back in. Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10-minute strategy call just to see if coaching is going to really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again and get the video course, go to ChantelRayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a great product that you absolutely cannot live without, and it's called Digest Aid. When you're stressed, you might not be able to produce as much stomach acid. And if you're eating a little more right now and you're stressed, you need help to digest your food. My Digest Aid that I created has enzymes that are capable of doing just that. It has both betaine HCL, not just HCL, but an enzyme pepsin that helps your body digest your food, which is really unique. And right now, all of our products are 30% off. Go to ChantelRayway.com, click on store, and get yours for 30% off. Just use the promo code PODCAST. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing a ton of cooking lately, and I've been having so many new recipes. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash free recipes to get the best kale dressing recipe you'll ever have, the dairy-free artichoke dip that you will love for completely free. I also want to give you my entire free smoothie book that has the best smoothies. One of the things that can help you lose weight is just to replace one of your meals with an amazing smoothie. So if you're eating two meals, just make one of them a smoothie. You can get my free amazing recipe book at chantelrayway.com slash free recipe. And our protein shakes are amazing as well. And right now they're 30% off. Go to chantelrayway.com, click on store and use podcast for the 30% off your protein shake. So have you seen people with, let's say they're like right when they first get their period, they have a terrible headache. Have you seen people take, put on some progesterone cream and then that headache kind of goes away? Oh yeah, that can be a very quick remedy. Also, if you get a headache and also magnesium is huge um, at, at helping headaches because it's it's a muscle relaxant. And so migraines are caused by vascular spasm in the brain that decreases blood flow to certain areas, right? So if you can get some agents on board that are muscle, smooth muscle relaxers like magnesium, you can relax 
relax that vasculature and um, improve the headache. Um, caffeine actually increases blood flow into uh, vascular tissues, including in the brain, and it can be an alleviator too. And it's a common ingredient in some of the over-the-counter migraine treatments. Awesome. All right. Well, I have another question for you. This one is kind of funny too. I don't know if it's Gianna or Gina Lynn in Savannah, another one from Georgia Uh says, I want to thank you because on one of your older episodes, you were talking about Cytomel T3 and that some people need T3 because they can't convert their T4 to T3. And that was me. So I started taking T3 with along with my armor thyroid i used to take armor thyroid only and now i'm taking both and i'm doing so much better since taking the t3 i've been able to poop so much better so thank you i'm binge listening on your podcast and listening to them over and over again and on an older one there was a guy talking about a supplement called dim that helps get rid of estrogen dominance have you personally tried it i feel like i'm just like you and have all the same issues like you have like constipation Thanks again for doing the podcast. It's changed my life. (laughs) Great question. So Gina Lynn, right? Great. So first, I just want to highlight what you brought up about the T3. So the standard traditional treatment in mainstream medicine for thyroid problems. So let me back up for diagnosing thyroid problems is do you have a thyroid disease, right? That's what regular doctors are interested in. They're not interested in is your thyroid functioning optimally. They're just interested in, do you have a disease or not? And so they do very limited amount of tests. And when they read them, they're just concerned with reading them to to see if they're going to diagnose you with a disease or not. And then if they do say you have hypothyroidism, they're going to give you T4, typically Synthroid. And then they're just going to monitor what your brain is saying about how those levels of thyroid are doing for you. But in functional medicine, and we look at eight different parameters of thyroid function, we're not necessarily concerned with do you have a disease or not. What we're concerned with is do you have optimal function or not? And there's a big difference. So TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone that your brain makes to tell your thyroid to function has to be about 4.5 to 5 or even 5.5 to be diagnosed with the disease of hypothyroidism. But in functional medicine, we know that if your TSH is above two, you are not going to feel like yourself. Your energy is gonna be low. You're gonna start gaining weight probably all over your body. You're not gonna be pooping regularly. That's one of the hallmarks of low thyroid function. Your hair, skin, and nails are gonna start having problems. They may have thinning or losing hair and your thought processes may not be clear. You may have anxiety. So lots of symptoms start happening when your TSH goes above two. So the diagnosis is different. And then we also know that if you are having low thyroid function, our next question is why? Mainstream doctors are not concerned with why do you have it? They're just necessarily concerned with what's the diagnosis and what drug do I need to give you? So in functional medicine, when we say why, then we wanna know what's going on. So T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone that your thyroid makes. It has to be converted in peripheral tissues like the liver, for instance, into T3, which is the active form, and your cells can only recognize T3, which is the cytomel that you mentioned. And a lot of people are poor converters of T4 to 
T3, but if regular doctors aren't even checking the T3 level, they don't even know what's going on with the T3, even though they're getting adequate T4, the body may not be seeing adequate T3 if they're poor converters. And so every most everyone needs T3 as well. Sounds like you needed even more because you had the armor thyroid, which has T4 and T3, and you had cytomel, which is T3. But everyone has their own sweet spot and their own cocktail of what their unique body needs to be optimally healthy. So I'm glad that you you got that information and that you're doing that for yourself. That's fabulous. Um, and then the next question, remind me what was the second part was about so she says that she listened to a podcast that I had on a long time ago, an old right. one, talking about the DIM supplement. Oh, right, right, right. It helps get rid of estrogen dom dominance. Have you personally tried it? And do yeah. you recommend it? So DIM is extracted from um, broccoli seeds, um, and it's it's kind of an extract of extract. So I think it stands for diindolmethane, but don't quote me on that. I've, that the chemical name of what it is, but it is a potent stimulator of phase one and phase two detoxification enzymes in the liver that particularly detoxify estrogen. And so if you are a poor detoxifier and there are tests that can tell you how, how good or poor a detoxifier you are, I love a test called the Dutch test that actually um, looks at urine metabolites and they tell you in phase one, how are you detoxifying your estrogen? Because there are a lot of different pathways it can go down. And they tell you in phase two, how you're detoxifying, which more has to do with something called methylation. Um, and they can let you know if you're detoxifying well or not well. And if you're a poor detoxifier, you actually typically are making metabolites that are increasing your risk for estrogen-dependent cancers in the body. So this is something vital that every woman should know. It is not standard of care, but you're not going to get necessarily recommended this in your traditional gynecologist's office unless they've had some functional training and know about this information. Um, but DIM is something that you can take. You can buy it at a health food store or like I have a account with Fullscript where my clients or even people who aren't my clients can create accounts and get a discount physician grade uh, supplements where they can take DIM. You can take DIM and help your body now start metabolizing the estrogen properly so that you're decreasing the risk. However, I think targeted supplementation, there's something to be said for it because there's so many supplements that could help your health globally, but we only have necessarily limited funds on which to spend on supplements. So if you don't need it, then it's probably better to know that sooner rather than later, but DIM is an excellent supplement. Okay, perfect. Um, this next one is from Anonymous. She did not put her name. She says, I think I have pinworms. I think I got them for my daughter. My daughter is five years old and now my butt is itching too. Her butt is itching like crazy. Do you know anything about parasites? 
Sure. So in functional medicine, um, we actually look for parasites in the gastrointestinal tract because they're a common undiagnosed cause of global symptoms. So believe it or not, your gut health is related to your menstrual health and your hormone levels. And so we'll often diagnose parasites. About 60% of Americans have them, but they're not commonly looked for. Or the tests that they're used to look for miss them, right? You need to identify the DNA of the parasites. Now, pinworms are pretty easy. They, we do a, a scotch tape test, right? So you go to the doctor and they put a scotch tape on your rectum, or you could even do it um, at night. They tend to come out at night. And you put scotch tape over the outside um, of your rectum and then pull it off and stick it to another piece of tape. And they can actually look at that under the microscope and see if they see them. Um, but your doctor can diagnose it. Um, it certainly does. Those are common symptoms that you and your daughter are having. Um, and if you go to the doctor, they can do a sample and diagnose it. And then they treat you um, usually with a pharmaceutical drug. I don't know if it's albendazole. I'd have to look up most common treatment. Um, there are some botanicals that can be used, but when it comes to parasites, I find that they're very resistant to botanicals. So even when I'm treating a client for parasites, I usually talk with them about what their preferences are. I have some people who say they, you know, most people who come to me they want natural treatments, That's so they self-select. But when it comes to something like parasites, they'll say, well, I'd rather just have the pharmaceutical because I've had some people go through two and three rounds of botanicals and sometimes they're resistant. They're even resistant to pharmaceuticals sometimes. So whatever their preference is, whatever your preference is, you could talk to your doctor. Most mainstream doctors are just going to give you the, the anti-parasitic medication, which nothing wrong with that. You know, I love that I'm an MD, but I also have naturopathic training essentially. So I can do natural treatments, but I can also do a prescription if needed. But it certainly sounds like that's what you guys are having. So I would make an appointment and go to, um, you might want to start with maybe her pediatrician and get her checked and treated because a lot of times your regular doctor, if you just call them up and you say, hey, my daughter was diagnosed with pinworms, I'm having the same symptoms, they'll oftentimes treat you over the phone without even going in. So that's probably the best way to handle it. Okay, perfect. All right, this next one's from Lynette Frazier in Waco, Texas. I'm happy that I've lost 20 pounds using intermittent fasting, but now I'm so frustrated that I've gained five back and I feel like I'm in a rut and I can't seem to lose any more. Do you have any ideas of what I can do to get out of this rut? Yes, that's a great question, Lynette. And like Chantel and I were speaking before we started recording, um, intermittent fasting is wonderful. It helps so many people. However, it's not going to work for everyone. So why is this? Um, for a couple reasons. So one, the intermittent fasting does do go a bit of a way to help to treat some of the underlying root causes of weight issues. And those for me are hormone imbalance, toxicity, nutritional deficiency, and mental, emotional, spiritual balance but it, it doesn't fix all of them. So what this is telling me is that you have other underlying imbalances that are contributing to your weight that need to be addressed. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more in detail about those. So for me, the foundation is hormones. 
seven main metabolic drivers that you have to balance in order for your body to be able to release the weight. And when I say that, your body has to open the fat cells, take the fat out and burn it for fuel. That's how it gets rid of it. So those seven main hormones are thyroid hormone, insulin, cortisol and DHEA, and then your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. So if you're having imbalances in any of those, then you're going to have a great deal of difficulty losing weight, however you try intermittent fasting included. Intermittent fasting is so great because what it does is it helps to improve most people's insulin hormone, which is one of your main metabolic drivers that signals your cells to either take up calories and store them as fat, or open up and release the fat. And so insulin is one of these great kind of switchboard operators that tells all your cells how to handle calories. And when you do intermittent fasting, usually your insulin comes down, which signals to your cells, it's okay to open those fat cells and burn that fat and get rid of it, especially in the times when we don't have calories coming from the outside. So it's beautiful in that. And then insulin, thyroid, and cortisol, I call them the three musketeers, they all interact together. So if you improve insulin, you also typically improve thyroid function and improve cortisol function. Now, having said that, for some people who have so much internal stress, stressing out their cortisol, and so most people think of psychosocial stress when they think about stress, right? You think of, you know, difficult bosses, money problems, family problems, but your body registers chemical and biochemical stresses as physical stress as well to your cortisol. So you could have a sensitivity to strawberries that you have no idea you have. So you think they're healthy and you're eating strawberries, but every time you eat them, it's stressing out your cortisol and your immune system because your body's reacting and you don't know that you have something like leaky gut that's contributing to this. Or you could have parasites like we talked about and you're having inflammation from that. You could have chronic viral illness like Epstein-Barr is a common one that I see. Uh, And that's causing this low level of inflammation in your body, which stresses out your cortisol. So the fact that you were having success and now you're not tells me that there's something else going on that you're not aware of. So I I just actually am doing a social media post this week talking about how we love one-shot wonders. You know, we humans, we want the one thing that's going to work for us and fix us. But the truth is that we are, we're some of the most complex um, biological creatures on the face of this earth. And so it's never a one-shot wonder. And when you hear these stories about people, one thing fixed it for them, I would be skeptical because it's, it's almost never one problem or that people will kind of have the results that you're having where you lost 20 pounds, it was doing great, but then something else happened. So um, it would be great to have a one-shot wonder, but it's not not one shoe fits all sizes. So you've really got to look at what's going on for that person. And I know I've said it already 10 times, but test, don't guess, figure out what your inputs are and what the outputs are. So, and then the sex hormones, you could have a sex hormone imbalance, right? Relatively too much estrogen to progesterone, and that's going to prevent you from losing weight. And then testosterone for women can go 50, 50 either way. So about 50% of women 
can go high and can 50% can go low. And if you're low with testosterone, you're going to lose muscle mass, which decreases your metabolic rate, your resting metabolic rate, which is going to increase fat. So that's where you want to start looking at the hormones. And then I touched into toxicity, which is inflammation, which is these chronic stressors that we have in our body that are causing low-level inflammation. We might not have symptoms where we know it, like be getting headaches or irritable bowel or have an autoimmune disease or any disease that you have at its heart has inflammation at its source. And so if you have any diagnosis, you're on any prescription medications, these are sources of inflammation, which reads as sources of toxicity in your body that have to be addressed. And sometimes intermittent fasting isn't enough. And then the next level goes to nutritional deficiency. 70% of Americans have them. If you have health or weight problems, it's more like 90%. And I'm not talking about macronutrients, right? So the macronutrients, so fats, carbs, proteins, we don't typically have that problem in our country, but we have micronutrient deficiencies, right? So the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that all of your cells need to function properly. So like we talked about magnesium with the migraine headaches, this is probably one of the most common micronutrient deficiencies. 450 processes in the body need magnesium. We are so deficient in magnesium and we can't follow the RDAs that were created 50 to 70 years ago to know what our body needs because our nutrient requirements are so much higher in today's day because of all the toxicities that our bodies have to process. And that takes nutritional resources. So you've got to get your nutrients replete and get those on board. And then I always talk about mental, emotional, spiritual balance. So every dis-ease in the body can only exist if it has an energetic framework, right? So that energy body that acupuncture accesses that really is bigger than your physical body. And we can measure the electromagnetic frequency of outside your physical body. And that has to do with the intangibles, right? Your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, your connection to something greater than you, what's going on in there, because there couldn't be a physical correlate if there weren't this energetic scaffolding in place to hold it in place. So I, if I were working with you, I would start taking a look at what toxicity is existing not only in your physical body, but in your energetic body? And what do we need to clear out? What nutritional deficiency is there not only in your physical body, but in your energetic body? And what balance is lacking in that energetic body as well, because that's a key component. So I know this is a ton of information, and I know you want me to give you the one thing that you need to do, but the truth is that you are, and we all are so complex that it's usually not one thing. There's probably a combination of things, but maybe even as I've been talking, some ideas have popped into your head. I do believe that we have a very intuitive nature and that sometimes when we're listening to someone talk, we get an idea, oh, I need to look at this. She mentioned that. So maybe I'll look at that. And I believe you need to follow those urgings because that is that energetic body speaking to you.
Um, this next question came from our Facebook page. If you haven't joined one of our Facebook page, go to the show notes and click on our Facebook page to join us there. But this is from Mary Lewis. She says, can I hear from all of you who it took a long time to see results on the scale and also in clothes? I seem to be one of those people. And yes, I've tried changing things up many times and it has not worked. What do you tell women that are having trouble? I've been consistent since September. I've lost a lot last year doing this and it was easy. Why is it not now? Mary Lewis. And I think you kind of answered that question already with everything that you said, but is there any other things that you could add to for Mary? Yes, actually there's the one thing I would try before even all of the things I said is when you are losing fat, your body can go into an acidic state. So making sure that you stay in an alkaline state is the first thing I would do, because if you're in an acidic state, that can switch things where you stop burning fat. So I would say that to both questions. And so how you do that is you want to make sure that you are eating lots of plants. Plants are highly alkaline. They have phytonutrients. They are going to help to alkalinize your body. You can also drink alkaline water. Um, which helps to alkalinize your body. Um, and lemon juice actually helps to alkalinize your body. So do, squeezing that lemon in the morning. And you can even take a supplement that gives you kind of powdered phytonutrients to help alkalinize your body. And you can check your acid-base status by checking your the alkalinity of your urine. You can buy test strips at the drugstore and you can test it to make sure you're staying in an alkaline state. When you start burning fat at a rapid pace, you get acidic byproducts. And you've got to counteract that because it can turn off your fat burning. And in fact, this is something I do in my eight week um, virtual boot camp with women where I help them to lose weight. I have them check every day their pH so they can adjust it as needed. But that's what I would say uh, is the first thing to look at. Awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Sure. They can find me on my website, which is Kieran Dunstan, M-D-K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com. All my social media, Facebook, Instagram are all at kierandunstonmd.com. There's more information there. Um, I have group programs that I do virtually with people all over the country, as well as consult with women um, in every state as well. So thank you so much for having me, Chantel. Thank you so much. And you guys came up with great questions as always. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.